0: The Gator Women's Basketball Podcast is on the air from the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. It's the next generation of Gator sports media personalities bringing you the latest in Gator sports courtesy of the Orange and Blue Sports Network. It's your Gators Women's Basketball Podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Gator Women's Basketball Podcast on the Orange and Blue Sports Network. I'm going to be your host, Hannah Mack. I'm a sophomore here at UF and an avid women's basketball fan. It all started with UConn, following them at a young age, and then it has grown uh, quite a bit over the years, and I, I just enjoy lots of different sports. So today, this episode is going to be a little bit different than the rest, uh, since we are starting in the middle of the basketball season. However, we will still have plenty of stuff to talk about, so we're going to basically do a little recap of what's happened this season for the women's basketball team, and then we'll preview the game against Mississippi State um, on the 22nd. So let's dive right into it. The Gators began their season on November 6th and had no problem taking care of business for the first three games. With double-digit wins against UNF, Bethune-Cookman, and Florida A&M, the Gators looked to pull off an upset as Florida, uh, Florida State, who was ranked, came to town. The Gators came out fighting against FSU and took the lead at the half, uh, but despite their efforts, Florida State would hand Florida their first loss of the season with a 79-75 victory. Four Gators scored in double digits and would establish themselves as the primary scorers for the season. Uh, Rashaya Kyle and Leilani Correa totaled 16 points, uh, with Aliyah Matharu and Alberte Rimdahl adding 15 and 13, respectively. Those are pretty much the scorers that Florida sees throughout the entire season, as you will see as I talk about all of the other games that they have played this year. Um, Florida would jump right back into the win column with very close victories against Purdue and Columbia. Aliyah Matharu would be the leading scorer in both games, scoring 15 against the Boilermakers and 26 against Columbia. Following a 10-point victory against Georgia Tech would be back-to-back losses against Marshall and Tulsa on the road. Uh, this posed some problems for the Gator squad against Marshall, Aliyah Matharu, and Leilani Correa uh, were offensive machines per usual. M- Mathru had 27, tying her career high, while Correa tallied 23. Uh, Correa is certainly a talent and can score quickly and efficiently. She has ended up being kind of the, the main scorer for, for UF. Um, despite Mathru, she still has pretty big games um, every other game or every game. But those two names you will hear a lot as I talk about this team throughout the entire season. Um, The Gators ended up turning the ball over multiple times towards the end of the game, and Marshall was just able to capitalize on those mistakes. Again, that is also another theme that you will see. Um, The Gators, they they come out fighting in a lot of these games. They score a lot of points um, in the first quarter, and then they are just not able to pull it out sometimes in the fourth, and the other teams uh, outscore them quite a bit, so... Hopefully they can fix that as the season moves along. Uh, the game against Tulsa was the Gators' fifth straight road game. So a lot of road games for the Gators, both on the men's and women's side. They do not like playing on the road. Uh, this game was back and forth until the final quarter um, when Tulsa outscored the Gators 20-8, to as I was just talking about that outscoring in that final, that final 10 minutes. Despite having three players in double digits, there was not a player that stood out really on the offensive end during this game, and this raised a lot of questions on whether or not Florida can close out the games. Uh, this was kind of the first game that they saw some issues there in the fourth quarter. Um, they had kind of flown through the season pretty well uh, up until this these losses against Marshall and Tulsa. Um, Florida's response would be absolute domination over Garner Webb. Um, they were managed to score 115 points, which is the second-highest scoring game in program history. The other one was 122 points against St. Francis a while back. Um, six Gators were in double digits, and the team looked ready to turn things around from the prior losses. It looked very promising after that game. I mean, it, they were just rolling on all cylinders, and they really weren't having many issues at all. Um, Florida would go on to win their next two with statement wins over Michigan and Winthrop. The Gators would need this momentum heading into SEC play. Of course, their first game, it, it couldn't be an easy one. It's going to be against number one South Carolina who uh, rolled into Gainesville undefeated. Um, South Carolina, they would come out uh, on fire and put up 32 points in the first quarter, which is not a surprise. Um, this is Don Staley's squad. She, has, she knows what she's doing with that team. Um, but it, it was just absolute domination in the first quarter. Thirty-two points is quite a bit, and uh, Florida was able to cut the lead down a little bit before halftime. It was eleven; they were South Carolina was still up eleven heading into halftime, uh, but they were, were were able to cut that down, which was once almost a twenty-point lead uh, that the Gamecocks had over the Gators. This was. Thanks to Leilani Correa, Correa was scored 28 against the Gamecocks, and this was kind of her, I don't want to say breakout game because she has been a consistent scorer for the Gators, but this is kind of her breakout game in regards to SEC play. Many teams would realize that she is going to be uh, a problem and she's going to consistently come up with heroics on on the offensive end of, of the ball. Despite her standout performance, this was not enough to tackle South Carolina, and they would start SEC play with a loss. Um, Florida would be on the road for the next two SEC matchups against Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Although both of these games were very close, the Gators would suffer two more losses to become 0-3 in conference play. Uh, Correa dropped another 20-point game against Vanderbilt, and Mathur was the main scorer against Tennessee with 23 um, Florida outplayed Vanderbilt in many categories, but they just could not close close the game out. And Vanderbilt has had a wonderful season. They are fifteen and one, I believe. So they they have not lost much at all, and they just they they're nitty gritty and they find the way to to win these games uh, despite being down at it, it certain times. And then Tennessee would capitalize on the turnovers uh, that Florida had and a lot of second-chance opportunities. Um, Florida, on the other hand, did utilize their bench a heck of a lot more and scored a few more points in the paint than the Volunteers did. Florida was finally able to secure an SEC win at home. They were back home. They, they don't like those away games, like I mentioned earlier, against Georgia on January 14th. Uh, Correa and Matharu combined for 51 of the Gators' 78 points. Um, Correa's 30-point game would be a career high for her as a Florida Gator, and Florida shot better than Georgia pretty much throughout the entire game. Georgia did not make a push. Uh, Florida was ahead for pretty much the entire game until the fourth quarter, um, and they, they still were able to keep that lead, but Georgia made a, quite a large push. They had a 26-point fourth quarter. Um, the Gators, that like I said, they were able to hold on and take the victory. This was a huge shift for the Gators. They, they really needed an SEC win. Especially in a situation like this, where it ended up coming down to that final quarter, um, that is that is certainly good momentum heading into the next game. And we have made it back to present day for the Florida women's basketball team. Thank you guys for sticking along and uh, listening to the entire entire season so far. Um, the Gators are ten and six overall and one and three in conference play. We're now going to look at their next couple games over the span of the following week. They are going to take on Mississippi State on January 22nd. The Bulldogs are 15-4 and overall and 2-2 and in SEC play. They are on a two-game win streak heading into Gainesville. Jekyla Jordan and Jessica Carter are two offensive threats that Florida will need to look out for heading into this game. They average 17.3 and 15 points respectively. I do think these teams are both pretty evenly matched, and it should be a very back-and-forth game. This is a great opportunity for Florida um, to not only solidify themselves as a a fourth-quarter contender and to prove that they can pull off those games in in crunch time, uh, but to also solidify themselves in the SEC and start to – to have a bit better of a reputation there. Um, this is a great great step in the right direction if they can get two SEC wins in a row. Now, following Mississippi State, they will take on Ole Miss on Thursday, January 25th. This will be an away game in Oxford, uh, Mississippi, so they're back on the road. This is another test for them. Can they Can they pull it out? On the road and uh, against a, a very good Ole Miss basketball team. Now, Ole Miss isn't um, as much of a three-point shooting team. They they don't really shoot the ball uh, super super well from behind the arc. However, they do like to score down low. Uh, Florida does have some some size in in uh, Kyle and uh, Faithu. So. That should be interesting to see if they can manage down there because Florida does also like to score in the paint with, with their driving from the guards and with some post-action down low. So, again, I, two winnable games for the Gators heading into to next week. However, um, they, they really – it's going to be important for them to to at least get one win two would be ideal for them they'll go back to to 50% in SEC play if they can pull off both of those wins but yeah it should be should be a great week for the Gators they got one home and one away Alrighty, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, sticking with me as we recapped the Gator season so far. We have a lot to talk about on the podcast in the coming weeks, and it should be should be a great time. We're gonna have some fun little segments, possibly some guests, and yeah, it it a lot of basketball to cover. So thank you guys again for listening. You can follow the Orange and Blue Sports Network on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. The handle will be at O-B-S-N Gators on all of those different platforms. You can also find my handles on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it's going to be at Hannah with an H-M-M-O-8. And then on Twitter, it's going to be HannahMac, M-A-C-K-O-3. All right, tune in next week as I will recap the women's basketball games after they take on Mississippi State and Ole Miss. See you guys later.